0: Welcome back, friends. As promised, today we're going to talk about passive living. And it's one of those topics where when we're doing clinical work, we have to really reflect back on what some of our own triggers are, what some of our own struggles are, what stories show up where we feel a sense of frustration. And so if we do expect to be interpersonally well, I'm sorry, intrapersonally well, we have to be checking out what's going on with us. And as I talk about passivity, that for me is probably one of the more frequent spots where I get hung up with clients and I can go toe-to-toe with them pretty Ardently, because the adage holds true that whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And someone who has an active posture about their life often acknowledges their limitations but wants to work anyways to see what type of potential they might actually reach. Someone who is more in a passive posture usually forego self-agency and says, well, I'm not going to get whatever the grandiose outcome is, so why bother anyway? And those are two extremes, and I don't mean to speak into extremes necessarily, but I find myself getting kind of gridlocked sometimes with some clients when they insist that something is inaccessible to them, and they insist that they can't even stretch towards whatever it is that they want to be true. And so one of the stories that a friend told me, and honestly a he told me this back in May, and I really haven't been able to forget it. He was talking about a family member, and he said his family member lives life quite passively. That's the conversation that we were having. And I said, you know, what? what's an example of what that looks like? He said, well, for example, this person is in their mid-40s. Uh, they've never been married, but they're grieving that their crush just recently got married. And I said, well, you know, what? what's his history with this crush of his? And he said, nothing there is no history he's liked this girl from afar for a really long time but he never once acted on it and so now he's living out the reality that his dream girl is married and he perceives it as kind of his love story's over but his love story never started he never even told this girl what was going on in his brain and now he's living out the reality that this dream is off limits to him but he never went for the dream. He never took a single action step to even see if that dream was accessible to him. And that's a tragedy. That's what passivity can look like. And one of the ways this plays out, one of my favorite analogies that I walked through with a female client is as her marriage was combusting, we came up with this particular analogy. She said, once upon a time in my story, I needed a lot of control. And when I intersected with my husband, he so voluntarily got into the passenger seat of his own life and he let me crawl into the driver's seat and drive and I made all of the decisions and he was just along for the ride but as she grew more mature as she walked towards health she started to invite him back into the driver's seat and she would say to him hey take the steering wheel reach on over take a little bit of initiative take a little bit of agency in your own life and he bulked and he refused and he kind of put his hands up and said nope you're in charge here and he refused to do anything that looked like active living. He refused to take agency in his own life. And so at some point she said, okay, I've got to get out of the car now because you refuse to drive your own life, I'm no longer in a place where it's appropriate to drive your life because that's not my role, and so I'm going to have to leave the car. But here's the thing. They talked about reconciliation. They talked about what would it look like to get back together, and she said, if we're going to get back together, A, B, C, and D have to be true. You have to take agency in your story. You have to forego substance dependency that's been going on. You have to work full-time and live within your actual potential Vocationally, you need to enlist emotional support and some therapy. You have to start actively living. And so he kind of waffled in that space for a good eight weeks. And then he came back to her and he said, I need to know that if I do these things, you're going to come back to me. And she said, It's been eight weeks and you've done none of the things. I can't promise that we for sure get back together, but I can promise that if you don't even start these things, there's not a chance we can get back together. And the very next thing he said to her was, then I need to know that I'm okay to go into a new relationship. And so at that point, she felt as though he was taking the the steering wheel in his own life, and he decided to go in a brand new direction. Now, we speculated and we kind of watched from afar, and what it looks like is that a new relationship opportunity showed up where another woman was willing to get into the driver's seat of his car. He could get back in the passenger seat, put up his hands, and say, hey, I'm ready to go for the ride, but I'm not in charge here. Now, I don't want to present it's an all or nothing. Either you're fully checked into life or you're fully checked out of life because that would misrepresent the spectrum that we can all fall on. There can definitely be great space. One is not necessarily wholly active or wholly passive. In fact, you can be high performing in one area, but perhaps there's a passivity in another area because maybe there's been some past wounding. Maybe there's not boundaries that are in play yet there. Maybe there's a lot of fear in one particular area. The interesting piece is that passivity and fear have a very close relationship. A lot of people choose to engage in passivity, and pardon me, they're not engaging in passivity because that's actually an action verb. A lot of people choose to remain in passivity because there's a lot of fear. There's fear of rejection. If I try and I strive for A and it doesn't happen, I might feel pain. Yup, because that's life, and life involves pain. A big reason why some people avoid action almost altogether is because they don't wanna take responsibility for their own life. They wanna be able to blame someone else if what they want to be true does not come to fruition. So they engage in total risk aversion. And I see this with clients often. Let's say, even just recently, I had a client come in and say, hey Steph, this is what's in front of me right now, this option to sell my house or not sell my house, what do you think I should do? And I said, let's create a a map. If we go left, this is what it could look like. If we go right, this is what it could look like. What do you want to do? And she said, tell me what your thoughts are. And I said, I'm not willing to tell you that. You have to step into whichever space you want to, and I can walk both paths with you, but I will not give you, I'll give you like data and best practices and what are some probable outcomes, but I will not tell you to go left or right because if you go left and it blows up, suddenly it's my fault as the therapist, or you go right and it blows up, I'm the the one who's to blame. Agency in our own story says we have to make our decisions and then we have to live in the consequences of those decisions. That's what active living is. Passive living is an attempt to avoid responsibility for our decisions. So I will have clients come in and say, Steph, I want to leave my marriage. And I'll say, okay, let's have that conversation. What's going on there? And they'll say things like, well, I try A, B, and C with my husband and it doesn't work. Or I try A, B, and C with my wife and it doesn't work. And so I say to them, yep, leaving is an option, but staying and trying is an option too. Either way, you're going to pay a price. That's one of the biggest tragedies about that first client story I shared. When he decided to enter into a new relationship, here's the thing, folks, you stay It's going to be hard work. You leave and stay single, it's going to be hard work. You leave and join a new relationship, it's going to be hard work. If you're an active person, you are going to have to put the work in no matter how it plays out. Now, if you're a passive person, again, you can take your hands off the steering wheel and just let it ride and see what happens, but you're still going to have to put in the effort to either stay put or to exit and try something new for yourself or to let someone else enter your story. You will have to pay the price. And that's the piece that passive people miss there is a huge price to passivity and if you want to camp out there and you want to call your life results the consequences of someone else's decision making that's a problem that's passivity and you have this one life and i guess i really wrestle internally how to come alongside of someone who has totally checked out and wants to blame other people constantly in fact in therapy a lot of times i don't retain those clients long because i do not sit with them in that space of holy accepting passivity as their reality. I will push back and push back and push back and say, okay, let's say this is true, now what? Let's say X, Y, and Z is true. What's your complicity in that story? Let's say that you don't like what's currently going on. What movements do we have to make to shift the narrative? Another reason people engage in passivity is often laziness, but I struggle with the concept of laziness because I often believe that laziness is because we don't understand our potential. We don't understand our purpose. We don't understand our talents. And maybe I'm wrong about that. If people took time to develop their talents and their kind of spectrum of abilities, I don't see how you could stay lazy and passive. I just don't see it because we have so many cool things available to us if we take the time to learn about ourselves. So often, passivity is more about ignorance. It's it's a byproduct of laziness. But if you put in the time and effort to figure out who you are, what your core values are, what are your likes and dislikes, I don't see how you can stay passive in your own life. Passivity can be passed down through the generations. It can be a learned behavior that's modeled for us. I've seen this play out where maybe one parent is really hardworking and one parent is very passive and it creates a dichotomy for the kids. And so some kids go left and some kids go right. Some kids fall in the middle. But when passivity is modeled, sometimes that just looks like the easier option. That looks like the less painful option. And so people will walk that path voluntarily because it makes sense in the system in which they were raised. Then there's those who don't have a dichotomy created. There are those who grow up in a system where they are only given access to passivity. And then how would they know how to be active? How would they know about what persevering through failure actually looks like? How would they know about stretching and trying and and really reaching for new things looks like? How would they know what better looks like? So the sad reality is some people are there as a byproduct of the very way in which they were raised. And that's hard too. So that's something I have to remind myself when I am sitting with someone who has a passive posture, I do have to check my own ego and say, Hey Steph, you're not built that way because you've had certain people come alongside of you and helped cultivate your activity. So, so I have to wrestle that out. And there are people who don't have the same options that I have. There are people who have passivity modeled to them. But at some point, we have to take agency in our story and say, if I'm passive, what do I want to do about that? Because I have this one life. If my dream girl is out there getting married to someone else and I don't even put my hat in the ring to let them know that I'm an option, how can I lament and sit there and be the victim in that story? I didn't do anything to move me closer to my objective. If I was active and I did throw my hat in the ring and it doesn't work out, welcome to life, but at least you're living it. So something I want to encourage you to do, if you are someone who kind of defaults to more of a passive posture, consider what it looks like to pull and help to your story. So the reason people don't stay in therapy with me long when they are passive is because they give up on trying to flip the script. But we can flip the script, I assure you. I have walked with some stubborn, stubborn people where we have taken them from a space of being almost completely passive in their life to basically rebuilding from the ground up because it is possible, but they've got to want it. And if we can't get them to the place where they even want it, we can't get them to a place where they even believe it's possible, then they're right. It's not possible. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at HealingThroughPain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.